It's a hockey show for you, the best fans in the AHL. Comets Insider on 94.9 K-Rock. Brought to you by Pathfinder Bank, Slocum Dixon Medical Group, and by Labatt Blue. It's time to go top shelf at the 72 Tavern and Grill. It's Rain Man and Scoop. You like what I did with that top shelf? It's nice. Welcome to Utica Comets Insider. After three years on a brother station, it's now here on the flagship same station we broadcast the Utica Comets games, 94.9 K-Rock, all courtesy of Labatt Blue, Slocum, Dixon, and Pathfinder Bank. My name is Rain Man. If you don't know, co-host Scoop is alongside. You settled in nicely? Yeah, and Joe Roberts is here, your new play-by-play voice. Yeah, between the two of you, whether you like it or not. Ben Burnell will join us, the Ellery Award winner for the American Hockey League for his outstanding journalism. He's going to join us at about 7.30 with public address announcer Tom Coyne. President of the Utica Comets, Robert Esch, will be joining us. Um, well, I think he was already supposed to be here. We'll expect him momentarily. As we get started, I just want everybody to realize, uh, I think that they woke Green Day up earlier this morning. Wake me up when September ends. See what uh, I did there? Yeah, he, I, he, only, I only saw that tweeted about 500 times. Right. I stole the joke because here's the deal, man. People say, is it October yet? Well, yes, as a matter of fact, it is. And now we can finally give you a little preseason exhibition warm-up to Utica Comets hockey. And just remember, though, if Green Day doesn't see their shadow, there's two more weeks of September. <laughs> he, see, he actually I like that. He brought a real punchline. Uh, let's just say hello to you first since you're here. Joe Roberts is the new voice of the Utica Comets, uh, following in the footsteps of the first three seasons, Brendan Burke, who, of course, was back in town. Uh, you guys, the, the Comets organization, volunteered and helped out with Hockeyville USA at the Clinton Arena, and then Andy Zilch for a couple years, and now it's you. You got the call up from Kalamazoo. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, it was obviously exciting. It was kind of a whirlwind uh, whirlwind moments there for my wife and I. Uh, we got married. We went on a honeymoon. We moved out here a couple weeks later. So uh, we're getting settled in the area, and obviously there's big shoes to fill because there's a lot of talent that's come through Utica, and uh, I've gotten the chance to, to meet a couple of those guys and, and talk to some of them. So uh, I know it's a great place to be, so I'm excited to get her going. You know, waiting is boring. Waiting is terrible. Everybody else loves summer, but I don't, so let's get on with it. Just repeat after me. He shoots, he scores, or something. What's your goal call? We want to get everybody used to it right uh, now. Nope, nope, nope. I'll tell you on Friday. It's, that's got to be a secret. I'm not going to do Yeah, I can't, can't do that. Spoiler right alert. You can't do that right now. You just pretend I scored a goal. No, I can't. you got to wait till Friday. you got to uh, listen to K-Rock. It's exactly. Friday. All right, once the games start, can you insert scoop and eye in, in, a, in a pretend play and say I sniped the five hole? I, can, I might be able to squeeze something in there. Might be able to. Scope, we're very excited to be down here in the 72 Tavern and Grill. Uh, the food's outstanding. We, we've tried it before. What an amazing environment for this. You're welcome to come down here and join us every single week. We'll be here every Monday from 7 to 8. Uh, once the season starts, we're going to have players here. We'll have Coach Call here. Uh, we'll probably get Ryan Johnson, the GM of the Comets, again, and then we'll filter through. So you're going to see your Thatcher Demko's and your Carter Banks's and some of the players that you're familiar with. And then we're going to basically help you get to know not only what happens on the ice, but the players that you fall in love with over the six-month course of a season. You're going to get to know, you're going to get to know them as a person. Yeah, and uh, the interesting thing is, uh, Comets Insider, of course, I want to mention, brought to you by Labatt, Slocum Dixon, and Pathfinder Bank. As Joe here spent some time in Kalamazoo, we today actually sent some guys to Kalamazoo. Uh, Brendan Bradley, a forward, Kyle Thomas, Reed Gardner, all forwards. They're going to spend some time in Kalamazoo now. And talk about what life is like for hockey players in Kalamazoo since you come from there. Oh, it's great. Uh, it's a good place to be. Nick Bootland, uh, the head coach who is actually up here for Utica training camp, is is probably as good of a head coach uh, as you'll find uh, in the ECHL without question, maybe in a lot of levels of hockey. Uh, he's another guy who's just kind of chomping at the bit to get his next opportunity as well at some point in time. But uh, as far as development goes, uh, the Utica Comets and Vancouver Canucks should be very happy knowing that that's going to be a place where they're going to be developing. Uh, Booter's going to do great work with them. Between Bradley, Thomas, and uh, Gardner, you're probably looking at well over... 150 points. I mean, those guys can put it in. So uh, it'll be fun to watch. I'm really excited to see what's what's going to go on in Kalamazoo because, uh, you know, they I worked for them for a long, long time, so they, they still have a part of my heart. So I'm going to keep my eyes on them this season, uh, even though obviously most of the focus is Utica Heavy. 
Darren Archibald on waivers today. Simone Gagne on waivers today to follow up on Scoop's point of some of these roster moves. But in the big picture, the talent down here, and especially if you add these two guys, is is second to none. It's almost it's almost like Vancouver Canucks fans expect better hockey down here. They have very low expectations. I mean, they've been predicted to be in the bottom of the league. I know it's a horrible thing to have to say, but people are really looking forward to the product on the ice down here this year. Uh, why wouldn't they be? Uh, there's a lot of... Their future is yeah, here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of uh, really, really, really talented young and old hockey players. Well, I, I shouldn't say old, but uh, relative to the business, you know. There, there's players all over the map uh, on this Utica team this year. And, and if you're not excited about it now, check your pulse or, or, or do something because you got a problem. I mean, there's there's you should be pumped about this squad. Uh, they're going to be young. They're going to be fast. They're going to be high scoring. And uh, obviously with the preseason, had a little bit of difficulty trying to put the puck in the back of the goal. But, uh, you know, usually the yips like that don't last too long. The, those are all wrinkles that will be ironed out in no time, I think. But it's going to be a wild ride. This is a good hockey team. Joe Roberts is the voice of the comments. You hear him for all, what is it, 78 games in the American Hockey League. Is that right? Well, 76. 76 yeah, and 38 home. Hoping we play a lot more. Scoop and rain along for the ride here at the 72 Tavern. Labatt Blue, Slocum Dixon, and Pathfinder Bank. Nice enough to uh, sponsor us as we get to talk some hockey finally. Yes, it is indeed October. Scoop, it feels good to say that, and the hockey's back. It took too long to get here. I, I'm curious what you are hearing, Joe, about Thatcher Demko's concussion. I, very often, uh, things are very closed-lipped about injuries and what have you. But, you know, we love the guy. We want to know how he's doing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know what? To be honest, I don't know more than anybody else does. Uh, I saw on Twitter that uh, Travis Green made the comments in a presser after a practice one day, and that's about all I know. So as far as what you guys have is about what I have as well. So um, I don't really know much on the matter. Uh, obviously, people want to see Thatcher and Utica playing. Um, and in both Utica and Vancouver markets, they want to see that. Uh, and, and ultimately, when it happens, it happens. Uh, so, uh, you know, I don't have much to add as far as that goes. Has, go, go ahead. Ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Has Brendan Gons arrived here yet? What's the status of uh, Brendan Gons? Uh, yeah, he's here. He's in Utica. So uh, there's uh, it's it's there's a, there's some moves being made. Obviously, Vancouver had to get their roster down. Uh, so we're just uh, we're taking them as they come in. So it's just uh, a day by day process. So the season starts uh, this Friday against Toronto. Since we couldn't get a preview of your goal call, we'll preview the first game of the season and the second game of the season. Opening weekend. Yeah. Yeah, the Comets open the season at home this year, which hasn't happened in, well, this is the sixth year, but in the first five years, they always started on the road. So we get the first game out of the way, and I want to get to the details on FanFest. FanFest is going to be spectacular. It's a chance to meet the players. Uh, going to follow some of the same patterns as it did last year. For example, there's the red carpet and the player introductions and the, the fun zone for the kids and the inflatable hockey net. And we can go on. We're going to dig through it with a fine-tooth comb here. But that will be Saturday. That will be Saturday. But what's everybody talking about around here that they're looking forward to with FanFest? Is it just meeting the fans? <laughs> is, it, is it getting the first game underway? There's so many moving parts right now leading up to this. Uh, yeah, yeah. The, the first part of the conversation is make sure all your work is done and ready to go for the weekend. Yeah. Uh, make sure you're prepared. You know, we're getting into crunch time here like anybody else. Uh, you, you face deadlines, deadlines spur action, so uh, let's get after it. But, you know, we're excited to uh, to start the season at home, to start it in October, where it, we're hoping for a nice fall day where people can be outside both Friday and Saturday before the game. Uh, I can't wait to meet the fans. I've had the opportunity through our season ticket member event, through our home preseason game, to talk to a lot of people and just kind of uh, go out of my way to introduce myself. And, and what's really impressed me is people who have gone out of their way to introduce themselves to me. So, uh, yeah, the staff is really excited just to get it going. You know, the wait is long. So when we can get it going, we're, we're, uh, we're really happy and, and we're excited. How did you experience that first home preseason game? I know from my time when I was with the Columbus Blue Jackets and the visiting radio play-by-play guys would visit. One time I had Ken Cal of the Detroit Red Wings ask me if I would 
be his Paul Woods and call the game really? with him and, and practice. I'm like, nice. are you kidding? What was, that was really awesome. Yeah, I love thrill of a lifetime. But did you do anything like that? Did you run through the broadcast, or were you busy with other details? You know what? I uh, yeah, I was busy with some other things. Number one was I, I just want to see how a game operated in Utica. Um, so I kind of watched from a distance, and I'll tell you guys a funny story. I was sitting in the press box, and uh, next to me is... Patty Conacher, director of hockey operations. Next to him is Ryan Johnson, the general manager. Uh, and and there were some calls that were maybe questionable and some missed calls that maybe should have been a penalty. And the fans were just giving it to the stripes uh, mm-hmm. in the game on Friday. And I looked over to Patty and Ryan and I said, uh, what do these fans do when the game actually has implications? And they were like, buddy, you're in for a surprise. So uh, it was fun to watch uh, the fans in, in uh, sort of, they were a shadow of themselves, I'm sure, but still there was a lot of energy and, and a lot of emotion there. You might learn a few curse words that you didn't know existed. Utica fans are passionate about this team. I think you're going to really enjoy your, your time here. We're glad you're here. Thanks for, thanks for, it's it, you're not Rob Ash. You're not Rob Ash. No. You're Joe Joe Roberts. Roberts. This is 94.9 K-Rock. And, of course, Comets Insider from the 72 Tavern. Uh, We've got a full hour to talk hockey every single Monday. You're invited down here. You can stream at krock.com. You can stream on the K-Rock app. Uh, You can subscribe on iTunes or Google Play. Did I miss anywhere? Where are the podcasts after we're done? We'll be out for anybody that's joining us in progress or wants to re-listen. We'll all be tweeting it. We'll put it all over social media. That's at KROCKCNY on Twitter or Facebook. So uh, we've got a couple minutes left in our opening segment here tonight. So let's go through the details for everybody with that fine-tooth comb, as promised, for FanFest, which is after, or excuse me, after Game 1. It's preceding Game 2. It's from 3 to 6, and it's free, and it's right out in the plaza here at the Adirondack Bank Center, or really right out the doors of the 72 Tavern where we are. Presented by Murphy Excavating, October 6th. That's obviously this Saturday. Grit and Grace is performing. And you, they're fantastic. Yeah, they're you love so them. much fun. They're going to have this inflatable rink set up like we did last year so the kids can play a little hockey. And then the red carpet is a, a cool part of the festivities with the players walking a red carpet into the Adirondack Bank Center uh, akin to, like, you know, one of those L.A. award shows. Uh, that's presented by Harley-Davidson of Utica. That's the red carpet, of course. In-game host and K-Rock Radio personality Rain Man is going to be announcing each player and interview them at the end of the red carpet. Oh, that's me. I'm looking forward to that. Oh. Um, we talked about this on Sportzilla on the Brother Station the other day, but the highlight of it for me last year was Galdobin, and we had mentioned he had he had these thousand dollar purple Gucci shoes on. If if you've never seen players get arrive, I know I've got pictures. I'll show you pictures. Joe's laughing. I'm just thinking about that. The only reason I, I the shoes I'm wearing, the only reason I bought them was because they were on sale. So <laughs> yeah. I, uh, they don't pay broadcasters the money they pay the players. Oh no, you definitely work in sports to get rich for yeah. sure. So. But he, he, it was hilarious. They were purple. Do you remember? Ben Burnell's at the end of the table. We'll talk to him about this when he joins us at about 7.30. But if you've never seen the style, these guys dress to impress. It's a professional hockey team. And if you've never seen them walk into an arena, it suits, ties. The fashion is impeccable. So you got to step up your game. And some good suits, too. Yeah, some great suits. Uh, ring the Bell Carnival game. Uh, that's uh, all, along with uh, the inflatable street hockey rink. You can strike a pose at the photo booth. That's from Whiskey Jack's Salon. They've got Giant Jenga, Giant Checkers, and Cornhole for the kids. A lot of stuff. This is a very family-friendly event. Uh, there will be face painting and sidewalk chalk from Boars's Recreation at the Center Kids Corner. And then Audi and the brand-new Citroen Street Team, of course, Scoop. And I am excited about the free food. The Zweigels, hot dogs, and meatballs supported by Clinton Tractor. So there will be some food out there, great music from Grit and Grace. Those guys are amazing. I mean, they're a little bit country. They're a little bit rock and roll. And it's always a party with those guys. Three to six before the game with Belleville this Saturday outside the Adirondack Bank Center. We hope to see you there. So they got a 50-50 discount of 100 tickets for 20 bucks. That's going to be available solely in the plaza from 3 to 6 during FanFest. And proceeds will benefit the Save of the Day Foundation. The Comets are also going to offer the $3 Labatt, the Labatt Blue Comet cans. And there you have it. I think that's everything, right? Did we miss anybody? There's so much with this. It's 
it's even bigger and more expanded upon than last year's Fan Fest. Uh, Clinton Tractor, Riverhawk, Kids Oneida, Empire Recycling, and even the Fourth Wall Comic Book Store, which is in the Norfolk Shopping Center, are all going to be on site. So there's really a little bit of something for everybody if to do. If you don't have a ticket to the game, come on down and enjoy the Fan Fest. And by all means, if you do have a ticket... Come on down a little early. And if you don't have a ticket, you could belly up at 72 during the game. You could watch it on the big screens, and then you can uh, enjoy the post-game show, which will be there as well. And this place is amazing. Sweet, isn't it? Yeah. Update everybody on that. The post-game this year is here. Right here. Right here. Right where we're sitting, which makes great radio. Me telling you where we're sitting. Uh, In the corner under the massive TV. How's that? Uh, This place is awesome. Uh, It's a great location. It's attached to the building, and you do not need a ticket to a game if you want to come and hang out at 72 during a game. I popped in during the preseason game, and I checked it out. We had had the game that was going on uh, against Bingo right up there on the big TV, and it was crystal clear. It was exciting. It was awesome. It made my heart happy. And then, yeah, after the game, we're coming in for the post-game show, live coverage on... uh, uh, on K Rock. So this is this is Utica Comet this is Utica Comet's Insider on ninety four point nine. K Rock from Labat Blue Slocum Dixon and Pathfinder Bank. This is Joe Roberts, the brand new voice of the Utica Comets. You're going to stick with us for one more segment. We sure. want to ask you about some of the new features that are happening this year, like Day in the Life and miking up the players uh, and some of the fun you guys had on Media Day and other different and new content that you guys have this year and, and all the access you want to give the fans this year. So that's a little a little pickle-tickle of what we're going to do next. Sure. And hopefully we'll corral Rob Ash by then. Ben Burnell will join us along with public address announcer Tom Coyne as we take you through till 8 o'clock. Scoop and rain here on 94. 4.9 K-Rock and Comets Insider. Utica! Here's two guys that like to put the biscuit in the basket. Rayman and Scoop on Comets Insider. Live from the 72 Tavern and Grill on 94.9 K-Rock. Scoop, Rain, 94.9 K-Rock, Utica Comets Insider. Want to thank Labat Blue Slocum Dixon and Pathfinder Bank for sponsoring this hockey show, a couple of guys putting the biscuit in the basket and cracking up the new voice of the Utica Comets, Mr. Joe Roberts. This is what you have in store. I make all the pretty sounds that surround the broadcasts of the Comets game, so have a little bit of fun. You have no idea what you're in store for. That was a great rejoin. I love that. I, and it's, that's, that's the great. exact type of flavor. K-Rock is, is an attitude-driven rock station. Oh, I got plenty of that. So we, we get to have a little bit more fun on the broadcast. It's, it's different. We have talked about this, Joe, when you were in Kalamazoo, what you had to do to get a broadcast on the air there versus the way it is here. It's much different. And he's like, you guys do that? You guys do that? Yeah. You guys, I'm like, we take care of you, man. We've got That's you. That's right. You do. We're gonna, I'm going to make sure. Maybe I can make you giggle as you come back uh, from a from a break into a face-off during the season. I, I just probably wouldn't be that hard if we're being honest. You guys are already spoiling me. We try. So I feel bad for my colleagues. I'm going to walk into the office one day. My head won't fit through the door because you guys are doing all these things for me. So you can knock me down a peg if you want. It's okay. No way, man. I wouldn't be mad. You're a blue-collar guy. You're, you're, you're a Michigan guy. You're from the peninsula. Yeah. So this is the same type of people around here. We're used to snow and cold, and we love the six months of the hockey season. Scoop. Which part of the hand are you from? You know, you, in Michigan, you hold up your hand and yeah. you, you point somewhere your palm. Or... Yeah, so where I'm originally from is kind of close to the bottom of where, like, your thumb would be. Uh, and then I... I uh, is it Sterling Heights or... Uh... Uh, near Pontiac. Okay, yeah, kind of right. close to that area. Rochester. So Detroit suburbs. Yeah, Rochester so... Hills or whatever yeah, it is there. Yeah. That's one of the things that's pain, painfully convenient about living there. So I don't know how I tell people where I live in New York. I think I just say right smack dab in the middle, like throw a dart. Can I just can I just step away from the rink for a second to the gridiron? How disappointing is uh, it? To, is is it still in ruins? I'm talking about the Silver Dome. You look, he has a pained look on his oh, face. Oh, I thought you were just talking about the Lions in general. No, the Silver Dome got leveled finally. It was a sight for sore eyes, no doubt about that. I thought you were going to bring up the Lions and how they always find unique ways to lose. Well, remember they tried to blow up the Silver Dome, and the first yeah. time it it didn't collapse. They had to blow it up again like the next day. You screwed that up too. Yeah, right. You guys sit here surprised. <laughs> that that happened. I sit there and I'm like, yeah, same old lines. There was shrubbery and greenery growing in the luxury boxes of that place because it got so decrepit and worn down. And yet, 
Here we are attached to the Adirondack Bank Center, which has just basically been gutted and renovated over the last five years. It's never looked better. It's a new season. It's a new voice. It's a new venue for Comets Insider. All these new players. So many things are changing, and it's almost too much to list. But I wanted to touch on a few of them, if that's possible, here with Joe Roberts on 94.9 K-Rock. The Day in the Life feature that you did leading that you've been doing really for the past, I would say, what, six, eight weeks at least, getting to know some of the different players in the offseason and the things they do. Touch on some of that. All the content Joe's going to talk about, by the way, is at UticaComets.com. Yeah, so uh, we we did a series there over the summer to kind of tell the stories of what these guys do when they're away from hockey, when they're away from Utica. Uh, You know, I know, I, I don't know if you guys even know this, but outside of hockey season, they they go on they have lives that they live so no uh, yeah i believe you yeah yeah um so we just tried to tell those stories a little bit uh just to sort of learn what these guys like to do some guys like to play golf a lot a big theme was outdoors people love to be outdoors uh you know richard bachman and his family live in the denver area and carter banks lives in a small town in uh in alberta or british columbia i think it was and he does he does literally like a cross-country trip every year from my understanding Uh yep yep so uh it, it was really neat to tell those stories and and kind of uh get a glimpse into what those guys are doing and um it's neat it's fun it's fun to tell those and really when it boils down to it uh, being a hockey player is not really what defines them as a person Uh, it's just their job so to be able to help sort of uh promote their identity as a human is is pretty exciting for me scoop and i want you to back me up on this but we have harped on this for the past few seasons that we have co-hosted comets insider and it starts with the captain Carter Banks, but there are, there's just a, a Comets culture. It really is true. There, he is such a, a class act, and he demands and commands respect, and it filters down to your Darren Archibalds and your Richard Bachmans and your Jamie Cyphers. But there are a lot of core key guys. That have some serious character that show these guys how to be pros, how to engage with the fans, how to be part of the community when they get here. You know as well as I do, we talked about that with a number of guys. Scoop. Well, and that's what we're going to see the young guys learn this year. We had Tanner McMaster in towards the end of last season, and obviously he is back. He started to, to fit in and gel with these guys, you know, right away. And these young guys that everybody is so interested in in vancouver they're going to get to see them grow here as a part of this culture and and really it stems in large part back to travis green who had the tough practices who really got this culture going and made it what it was so that guys like carter banks and wacy hamilton then pass it down to these young guys that come here Joe, have you, what have you noticed? I mean, you had to have noticed that with, with some of these guys, uh, especially the guys that have been here for a few years, the, the way that they almost, uh, there's a culture of, its, of itself within the clubhouse or within the locker room. Yeah, without question. Uh, obviously, there's um, uh, there's a hierarchy like there is in yes. any other business or any other organization. Uh, the guys who have been around the block and wear the letters on their sweaters and, and have played for uh, Trent here for a couple seasons and then Greener there for the seasons before that, uh, who understand the process, are have to be mentors. And that's the big deal. I mean, now, that's, that's the, the big Travis thing. Green phrase, the process. Yeah, well, also Joel Embiid, right? So that's the thing. you got to trust the process. Yeah, but we're talking hockey and I 30 seconds before he said that I wrote a note to myself to bring up the Travis yeah. Green process man great minds think so, alike that's right so I mean you 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 have these young guys right there's a lot of young guys I'm going through the roster I'm like can I please see somebody who's older than me there's like two guys who are older than me and and then you then it you it, it's put into perspective this is a young young team and there's a lot of excitement and there's a lot of expectations but those expectations on a big level in the american hockey league that is to win the calder cup can't be completed without having those support guys those guys on the american hockey league contracts you take the value of a kid like Dolan, what he can bring to the table uh you'll levy what he might be able to bring to the table right these highly touted prospects without those support pieces those prospects, I don't think, would be able to get it done. We got a goal from Cole Lind the other night. There's a lot of guys we want to see grow and create a future for themselves with the Vancouver Canucks. 
and maybe when I called a couple along the way here. That's right. Uh, it was it was interesting. We were talking before we headed over here tonight to see a guy like Brendan Gaunt's back down here. He cleared waivers, be, and yet they kept Tyler Mott up in Vancouver, and, and the justification was basically – Brendan doesn't score up there. Tyler Mott's a similar player. He's just a little bit faster. So maybe with the pace that Travis Green wants to play at, it's something they're looking at. And and, and I bring up the process because there is so much talent cultivating down here with the Utica Comets. And the eventual plan is to get these guys up to Vancouver. And and I just hope that the plan is long-term where Travis has a chance. Once he finally gets this talent up, up there and then Thatcher's ready to see what they can do because we know watching the first four years here with Travis there were some seasons where there wasn't necessarily a lot of talent on the roster and what he was able to do and make this team competitive all of those first few seasons it was really remarkable it's a testament to what a good coach he he is and I guess the organizational philosophy minus those in Vancouver scoop that are calling for Jim Benning's head I'm very excited for Friday because, if you recall, this building rocked when we sent that playoff series to a Game 5. This building was shaking. It was loud. It was thunderous. And I think the fans are going to show up with that fresh in their minds, with a little revenge, uh, wanting a little revenge in their their hearts. And I think, you know, season opener... I think this is going to be a rocking place, and I think, Joe, you're in for a treat Friday night. I, I can't wait. And I'll tell you what will be interesting to watch and see uh, is what kind of lineup is trotted out for game number one, right? You And, and we talk about all the prospects and all the returners and the guys who, uh, who are veterans. You can really build almost two totally different teams with the amount of players that there are and the kind of uh, tendencies and skill sets that they have. So uh, you could go with kind of a greasy, grimy, grinded-out type team with uh, some veterans, or you can go and and just try to play uh, street hockey with some of the young kids. So it'll be fun to see how on certain nights uh, Trent calls the puppet master and how he pulls the strings. Joe Roberts, the voice of the Utica Comets here at 94.9 K-Rock as we date. Debut our season of Utica Comets Insider live from the 72 Tavern. You're welcome to join us down here from 7 to 8 every single Monday. Uh, we got to take a quick break. We're going to come back and be joined by Ben Burnell, Ellery Award winner from the American Hockey League for his coverage of the Utica Comets. And your longtime public address announcer, Tom Coyne, will join us. Thanks so much to Joe Roberts for joining us. Robert Esch is floating around here somewhere. He did make his way up here, so we'll try to talk to him as well over the next 30 minutes or so. Scoop and rain here on 94.9 K-Rock. From down there on the ice, who do you think really made a difference in the first period? Definitely the hockey players, Chrissy. They were the ones who got all the scores. And then you got the goalie wearing every pad in the world and baseball gloves. He's working very hard, too. Let's do that hockey. Live from the 72 Tavern and Grill for Comets Insider. It's Rain Man and Scoop. We're already making preparations for next Monday and the player that we're going to have down here live at the 72 Tavern. We'll be talking to players every week. I think there's one week that's an exception. I think it's in and around the All-Star break and Christmas that we don't have a player here, but we always fill in the gaps. So thanks to Lababloo, Slocum, Dixon, and Pathfinder Bank. Rain and Scoop at 94.9 K-Rock. And I am Scoop, and we are joined by Ben Burnell, your award-winning writer of the Observer-Dispatch. And look at him. He's modestly shaking his head, shaking off the accolades. (laughs) And we have Tom Coyne here as well, your public address announcer from the ABC. And I'd like to start, really, with some thoughts from both of you guys about uh, Hockeyville, USA and the Clinton Arena and how spectacular that night was in Clinton. I thought it was tremendous. Well, first of all, thanks for having me, and thanks for that intro. I appreciate that. You got it. Very nice. Oh, there we go. Sorry about that. Uh, But I thought Hockeyville was tremendous for the area. I actually just moved to Clinton, so it's kind of cool to say I live in Hockeyville. So that's cool. I don't don't know what Tom thought of it, but, uh, I mean, it's tremendous to have Two still, NHL teams here. Still can't get over how good that building looked. It just had a shine, a yeah. glisten to it, you know? Uh, I've been in that building, uh, I don't want to say how long. 
But there was a magical glow yeah. that in, before, during, and well, after. actually, it literally glowed because I think they turned all the lights on at one point, and for the first time I can ever remember, they had painted the ice. They never paint the ice in the Clinton Arena, and uh, the, but the other thing, you had the owner of the Sabers came down. She was in the, in the stands to watch this game. The the commissioner of the National Hockey League, we could boo to our heart's content. It's mandatory. Um, <laughs> he got booed at the Clinton Arena. He, he got booed at the Clinton Arena. It's unanimous. You didn't bring up so, Batman, did you? Jeez. Yeah. The so, guy that was housing half moons the whole time. Well, oh, wow. He was working. <laughs> so he, was Rob Ray. Rob Ray. He and Rob Ray just made the, uh, the quarter in revenue for Hemstrox <laughs> alone because... But they were they were wild. Kim Pegula is who you're referring exactly. to. Exactly, uh, and she and she and uh, uh, Bettman were having long conversations. Um, there were a lot of there were a lot of other folks from from not only both teams but from around the league itself. And and what we forget is in the overall mix of things that was an important game in the preseason process in moving people around within those two organizations. So that was that wasn't just our treat. It was an important thing for them, too. Your voice sounded spectacular in the uh, Clinton th- Arena, sir. Thank you. I, uh, I s- recognized it right away. I said, yep, there's really? Tom Coyne. Wow. It almost, if you're going to celebrate local hockey, uh, your voice is synonymous with it because everybody comes through this particular barn, the Utica Memorial Auditorium, now the Adirondack Bank Center. It's How many years have you been the voice of this building now, Tom Coyne? Well, keep in mind, for the years when we didn't have pro hockey, I wasn't wasn't here. But from uh, from the opening faceoff of the Utica Devils, right on through to those miserable, <laughs> miserable <laughs> you can bulldogs, say it. bulldogs, blizzard, Ooh. prowlers. Ooh. Oh my God! Yeah, Utica College hockey shares the building too, and they're doing Boy, really UC well. Well, UC hockey was it was a. Let me tell you something. We and and. Rob, uh, Robert Esch and I have talked about this before. You have to give credit to UC Hockey for keeping the game alive in this community in that drought between uh, the end of the Prowlers and uh, the beginning of the uh, Comets. And who knows? The lights may have been shut off in this building had they not been able to uh, not only just bring uh, active hockey to the place, but bring some fans into the building, too. You know something? I, I'm, I'm glad that even though this is Comets Insider, we can give some credit where it's due to Gary Heenan, Indeed. who started the program from the ground up and built it to what it is today, which is the highest attendance of any D3 program in America and, of course, right here, this is their home arena. And the UC administration for rolling the dice. Of course, having the guts to do that. 94.9 K-Rock Comets Insider from the 72 Tavern from Labatt Blue, Slocum Dixon, Pathfinder Bank. And I'm sure we'll add a few more sponsors. Rain and Scooper here. Ben Burnell from the Observer Dispatch. Ellery Award winner. We are going to blow up your spot because your coverage was outstanding. We, we've said it to you so many times. You, you blow us away with how quick you are on everything there's nothing that happens with the Utica Comets that you don't know about before anybody else it's astounding there's a reason that you got the award you've done a bang-up job congratulations we've decided Ben Burnell that your nickname is going to be boom boom for the rest of the year if that's all right with you Uh, all right I'll take it actually we didn't tell Joe Roberts yet but his nickname is going to be Cujo once the season starts uh, but you know what? That sounds like a great buddy cop show. <laughs> Cujo and Boom Boom. I like it. I'm going to have to start calling Joe that. We, we all got to have hockey nicknames. Like, I'm going to be Cement Head. And wh- what am I? The Red Rocket because I'm a ginger or something like that? Uh, yeah, the, the Rocket, uh, yeah. Is, is that what it was? Yeah. You and I have similar haircuts. We can't be gingers. <laughs> yeah. There's so, not enough there to ginger. You're, you're talking about blowing up my spot. Yes. The other night they had the second uh, season ticket holder uh, pickup and everything. Mm-hmm. And Trent Call has a, has a Q&A, and I stuck around for that. He had it with the fans. And they give him the first question, he answers it, and he stops and he goes, I don't know if you guys are aware, but Ben Burnell is here tonight. And I was like... I'm just sitting here watching, and then he's like, you know, he's probably got questions for me. And I said, Trent, I'll wait for a day. You know, that's when our media availability was. But then he's like, award-winning Ben Brunel. And then, of course, everyone starts clapping, and I'm like, <laughs> Coach calls good I'm, stuff. It, I'm trying to, like, supposed to be blend about, in here. It's supposed to be about Coach Call, and he makes it about you. And I'm like, this is, not, this is not about me. This is for you, Trent. And Carter Banks was there, and I'm like, this is for the fans, and this is for you guys. I don't want any part of this. <laughs> 
speaking, so. speaking of your coverage, Ben Bernal, with the Observer Dispatch, as far as the Comets are concerned, uh, Scoop, of course, made sure that we have your last five Comets-related articles, and the, the one released a little earlier today dealt with the news that we covered right off the top in the show here. Darren Archibald could be returning for a sixth season. And then Sam Gagne, and I remember him most from Philadelphia, but he's bounced around. He's 29, is a three-year deal, signed one season ago for $9.45 million. And if he clears waivers, you might see him here. That's a tremendous pickup. I mean, you get Think a guy with that. That, that many NHL games. I mean, we've kind of seen it before. You, you've had Chris Higgins here before. You had mm-hmm. Brandon Pruss here for a short period yeah. of time. But to get a guy like that, I mean, that's that's a tremendous help. Obviously, you know, maybe things haven't gone well for him, you know, with the Canucks, but he comes down and works on his game, and, you know, maybe they send him on his way. So, I mean, even in a short amount of time, you get a guy like that, that's huge. I want to ask Tom about the same thing. Your thoughts on perhaps Darren Archibald or or Sam Gagne returning or some of the other veterans that we have on this roster because these guys come here, that affects other guys that are currently here, and then you've still got to figure out the AHL veterans maximum that you can have on any given day, and then you've got to work in all of this young talent that they want to see what they've got. And, uh, you know, talk to me about some of these names that that you see here that you really are looking forward to this season. There are several guys that... That we saw, uh, I did not see the Binghamton game, but there were several guys that we saw here uh, on on uh, Friday night against Binghamton, and uh, some guys that are I think are, are going to be uh, pretty exciting. Uh, uh, first of all, Brisbois continues to, to he hasn't fallen off the pace from what he we had seen last year, uh, and he's a kid. Uh, all of a sudden, we're going to be fairly strong in the blue uh, blue end. Uh, you know that that's Chatfield, Levy. Um, Ashton Saltner's here. back. Blue Jis again. You know, and, and some Ciphers. of these. Ciphers, exactly. Yeah. You know, uh, so there's a lot of, of good things there. You're right, though. We do get kind of into this numbers game here now with the veterans, and particularly when you're bringing back Archie. You knew you were going to get some veterans coming back um, because there's no question there's a commitment up, up top in Vancouver towards the younger guys. Good for them for doing that. And, Great for you. How about Tyler Mott making that hockey team? We were talking about him. that earlier. So, um, you know, Archie, I hope he comes in in great – I'm sure he's going to come in in great shape. I hope that he recognizes that this is not necessarily a demotion as much as it may be a numbers game up top. Um, and the same thing may well be true with Gagne, who is, you know, 770 NHL games. Um, you know, he's not a guy that's on your immediate list for uh, – uh, for all-star conversations, but he's just a hard, steady hockey player. And, and Prust, when he came down, he was certainly upset and disappointed. He was also working off an injury. I hope that that when Gagne gets down here, he he, he gets his head into the into the game and into the mechanics of the process. You're talking about the process. There, he we plays have, good hockey. We have some contacts. Corey Hergut, uh, Rick Dollywall in the Vancouver media that Scoop and I talked to all along. It's Comets Insider here on 94.9 K-Rock with Ben Burnell from the Observer Dispatch and Tom Coyne. But I-, I was reading a little bit of their Twitter feeds a little bit earlier, and they talked about that very thing, Tom. Uh, for example, Adam Gaudet. Right. There was a chance, a highly touted Hobie Baker Award winner, that maybe he comes down here with a bad attitude. But yeah. Everybody to a man from Adam Gaudet and some of the other guys that were put through waivers said, you know what? We understand what's going on. We have to go down there, be professional. We have to play hard and earn our way back up to Vancouver. You know, the game has changed dramatically, I think, attitude-wise. We used to have a lot of prima donnas, mm-hmm. um, even at the minor level. And now the way in which this process of the younger blood coming in and the patience that's needed... We're now seeing the draft picks that we were all salivating about in the Vancouver system starting to come in. Uh, the Ulevis, Gaudet, some of these guys are starting to make it into our roster. We saw it. We, uh, we saw it with Demko. You know, years ago, there's the draft pick. Can't wait for him to get here. He gets here. The process moves along. And these kids recognize that. There are only one Connor McDavid, there's only one Austin Matthews, there's only you know, there are very few guys that are at that level that are game changers at the, at the NHL 
there are more, much more guys that are the uh, Gaudettes and, and more guys that are coming in that are like the Tanner McMasters, who you, I think is going to be an exciting guy to watch, who are in the process, putting in their time, in the right place at the right time when the opportunity presents itself. That's going to make for some very fun nights. Zach McEwen. Exactly. Here at the Adirondack Bank Center. I expect big things out of Zach McEwen this year. I really do. You know, to your point, Adam, uh, Gaunce was sent down and put on waivers because, as you had mentioned, we mentioned earlier, Tyler Mott made the team for being the same player. As, I was telling Scoop about this earlier. There's some other stuff I read from Vancouver Media on Twitter. Tyler Mott's basically Brendan Gaunce. Neither scores a lot, but Tyler Mott's a little younger, more of a prospect, and he's a little bit faster. They're both good defensively. Let's, let's see, see if, what he could do. Let's see. We know what we got with Gaunce. Let's send him back down, see if he can regain this. We could, we could use Brendan Gaunce's scoring here in Utica. And, I, you know, he's proven he can score down here. I, I saw the guy play in Erie with the Otters, so I've had a, you know, I'm, yeah, I've been following him, and I want to see him do well. And then the other one uh, of note was Darren Archibald and Vincent Arsenal. He might end up being a numbers crunch if Darren clears and comes back here because he's a big physical guy, but right. Darren has the scoring the ability. Role. Yeah, but Darren has the scoring ability, Vince Arsenal being almost a Darren Archibald light in some senses. Go ahead, Ben. Gantz has that defensive side, too, to him. He's got the penalty kill. He's got, you know, that, that kind of shut, maybe not a shutdown role, but maybe a defensive side that, you know, is beneficial with the offensive side, too. You look at Darren Archibald, who brings a lot of different things. Now he's trying to work on his game and, you know, kind of round it out. Um, going back to the veteran rule, you get Archibald and you get Gagne down here. You're at six veterans so you're up against it again and you got to work through that again there's all sorts of semantics as far as how many of this or that or the other thing that you can have on a roster this is comments insider we are at the 72 tavern with 94.9 k-rock every monday from seven to eight of course from labat blue slocum dixon and pathfinder bank scoop and i'll be right back thank you very much to ben burnell and tom coin for their contributions which you will hear throughout the season we'll be right back with robert ash Let's go, Comets! Live from the 72 Tavern and Grill. Back to Rain Man and Scoop on Comets Insider. You, two, on 94.9 K Rock. Labat Blue Slocum Dixon Pathfinder Bank, sponsoring Utica Comets Insider here on 94.9 K Rock. This is our season debut. I'm Rain. Scoop is here once again. Really want to thank Joe Roberts, uh, your brand new voice, the Utica Comments. You'll hear him finally putting it on for you on Friday as the season kicks off at 7 o'clock right here at the Adirondack Bank Center against the Toronto Marlies. We are in the 72 Tavern. Thank you to Ben Burnell from the Observer Dispatch and Tom Coyne, public address announcer, for joining us. Uh, but let's welcome in Scoop. Give this man his proper introduction. It is the one, the only. You call him Chico. I do. <laughs> Rob Ash. And uh, lots going on here with the soccer team, the Utica City Football Club, and a home opener Friday night, and the big fan fest Saturday afternoon, 3 to 6 p.m., before a game with Belleville. And I'm sure you're as excited as all the fans are. I am. I'm uh, actually, this year I'm a little bit more excited, I think, uh, overall, just uh, on the fact that the, the team itself um, obviously is terrific from a talent perspective. Um, coaching staff has another year under its belt. The, the cohesiveness, I think, with the building. Uh, we spent a lot of time uh, this summer, um, you know, reevaluating ourselves. We hold ourselves to a high standard. You always make mistakes, but you try to mitigate them the, to the best of your ability. And uh, I think we've done that through the summer. So I think over and all, uh, from our survey that we put out to uh, our season ticket holders, and we've kind of tried to check every box from the sound system um, to changing the comments to the Citroen Street team to burgers in the concession yeah. stands. I'm excited about burgers. <laughs> the hiring some bald goofball to be your in-game host. I don't know who that is. Yeah, I was getting to that point. Okay. <laughs> Go ahead, make. Go ahead. I want to hear what you have to say. <laughs> I, I am though. I am excited about the the overall approach for all of us. Uh, we've always challenged ourselves. I think you're always trying to redefine yourself. I think you're always trying to develop new ways uh, to get people off the couch and to actually come to a live sporting event. That's uh, that's across all sports, uh, not just hockey. It's not exclusive to hockey. It's in uh, football and baseball, basketball. You name it. So I think that's a challenge that live uh, attended sports uh, go through, and we want to make sure that uh, we're the best that we can be. And now there's the 72 Tavern and Grill. Rob, this place is beautiful. I mean, we're just watching 
the Dodgers and and uh, Rockies. You got sports, the TVs everywhere. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. 12, 13, 14, 15, and then a huge screen. I know this is something that you've thought about. And there's two in the bathroom. (laughs) And then there's four more back, four more I missed here, and there's there's one in each bathroom. You've thought about this for some time, and now it's a reality, and that's got to be a thrill for you. Yes, that's that's a matter of fact. And uh, so when we first started years ago with the Auditorium Authority, our goal was always to add a restaurant onto this, uh, spending time down in Philadelphia. One of the great uh, people ever, Mr. Snyder, who's since passed and gone, I feel that the Flyers organization was uh, just a remarkable organization due to its leadership. And the Vancouver Canucks are one and the same. Uh, At Rogers Arena, they do something very similar there with their sports bar. Uh, We've been out to it. Actually, our menus uh, uh, look very similar to theirs because they pretty much are theirs. (laughs) Cable bacon. Cable bacon. Uh, Not the actual items on it, but uh, aesthetically they look the same. But it was. It's always been a goal for, for me to create a social atmosphere for fans of all kinds. Uh, and sometimes there's good seasons and bad seasons. And um, you want to be able to socialize during the bad seasons. And the good seasons enjoy the product on the ice. Uh, this year, I think most of us are going to be spending time in the arena. But nonetheless, we have a pretty uh, nice uh, restaurant for them, if not. Every season has a lot of changes, Rob, from just the basics of the roster fluctuation. The AHL is a development league, obviously, try to get in, to try to get players up to the National Hockey League. But there's a lot of new this year. We've touched on some of it. Is that really the theme of the year for you as we get ready to start things off on Friday? Because there's a lot of newness this year, even compared to the past five seasons. I mean, you've revamped. The Citroen Street team is brand new. It's a different concept. Similar, but very different. And I feel like being part of it this year, there, there's a renewed focus on fan engagement and, and things like that. I, I, I can probably only answer that in uh, one way. Last year at some point, I, I don't recall when exactly it happened, but I did, re- I did realize that when it did happen, it was a, a slap in the face of that we started taking things for granted a little bit uh, from an employee standpoint to where we held ourselves, uh, We've always wanted to be an AHL team that uh, emulated or duplicated, rather, what the NHL does with an AHL budget. And I think somewhere along the way, we, we had a little bit of a hiccup, might have lost our way. And this year, um, we spent the whole summer redefining ourselves. And I think, uh, to me, it's important... Um, as I look into the future and what it means, like you're never an owner of a team, you're just a, a steward of the brand. And I think uh, we've had a lot of a lot of problems last year. And uh, and my thing is, it's always about the fans, uh, but most importantly, it's about the players. The players are working; they've worked their whole careers to get to the NHL, and we're a stepping stone for that. And uh, we have to make sure that uh, we provide the best atmosphere for them continuously. We got to make sure that the fans always uh, recognize that they're part of that building block for them to get there. Uh, and most importantly, from uh, the fans' perspective and the players' perspective, that communities are a large staple of why successful markets and sports are successful. Uh, it's the engagement, it's the access to the players, it's uh, the ability for players to realize um, that that is, at the end of the day, what pays their bills. So I think we've done a real good job of making some hard decisions mm-hmm. um, and uh, and really trying to create a new vision of what we feel sports in uh, the Utica market looks like. Well, I've heard you refer to it as the Comets culture, and it was established for a while, but, hey, you got to tweak things. you got to make them better. Things change all the time, and you look forward to the future. I thank you for letting me be a part of it this year. I appreciate the opportunity to be the in-game host. I'm looking forward to giving high fives and hugs and taking pictures and interacting with the kids and the families. And, you know, I'm, I'm a loud guy. I'm going to be very visible as the in-game host. I don't want to, you know, do a hit in the crowd and interact with the fans and then go hide. I want to I want to have some fun this year. I really think that you go to you go to a hockey game for entertainment to, to escape everything in life and it's just i'm looking forward to this season a lot robert ash here on 94.9 k-rock utica comets insider from the 72 tavern um rain scoop is here got a couple minutes left scoop anything else for rob well i just like to say i think you have really created a place for the players to come to that you know a a guy like sam gagne is going to come here and go wow this is cool 
They're going to like the atmosphere. They, this is a hockey-crazed city. I think this is very unique in the AHL in that fans are so rabid for this team, and it is an NHL atmosphere in an AHL town. And I don't know that you get that everywhere across the AHL, and you've definitely achieved that here. And I think players want to play here. If they can't be in the NHL, they like playing here. Yeah, you're, you're correct. And I, and I think the one thing that sticks out in my head, and, and I think I, I, I can never stress it enough of what the Clinton Comet players mean to me, uh, I, I try my hardest to, uh, you know, maybe put them in a box of being ambassadors for the Comets, the Utica Comets, but the Clinton Comets themselves, you know, what happened back then to me is special. They, they didn't only just capture a village, they captured a community which turned into Utica and a county, and still today we're all proud of that, and I've never lost sight of it because of what great men they were, and I just feel that uh, we can never give enough accolades to them simply based on they created all this and they've created this warmth of what there is to do in the coldest of winters and to come together and to to pull for one goal and that's to win everything well then how, how great was it for you to be in clinton at the clinton arena for hockeyville usa the other day and be in in their home that's their home barn that's where they made their name and you've brought that whole vibe and feeling with you as you just said right here right now you must have had the chills a little bit thinking about that i did uh, i remember playing there in youth hockey and high school hockey and I, I did have the chills and i'm sitting there with one of the nhl's greats with jeremy ronick him and i spent a lot of time on and off the ice <laughs> for sure for sure <laughs> Uh, that's part Jay, of the culture. <laughs> that's part of the common culture, too, yeah. just to be clear. Um, but be that as it may, uh, JR and myself, um, you know, to sit in that building and to stand there and do the interview with JR and think about what the Clinton Comets and that village created is, uh, it's always been special to me. It always will be special to me. And I really think they don't realize that the heartbeat of the Comet culture started there. And there's nothing more polished and acceptable and exciting other than brand growth and that's went on to Utica and a county and it started in Clinton and and Ian Anderson who's one of my greatest friends and he's since passed uh, I called him for the approval along with uh, Dave Armstrong to get the Comets name and they were so honored by it and I sat there and thought like wow I think this honor is misplaced I'm so honored that you guys would you'd allow me to do it yeah and I've never uh, I've never lost that and I never will lose that I, I feel strongly about this community and uh, I'm just proud to be a part of that comic culture which they established we uh, we got to wrap things up unfortunately it seems like the hour flew by that's Robert Ash president of the Utica Comet scoop how was the uh, debut on 94.9 K-Rock for you? It's great. I'm looking forward to a, an awesome season of hockey, and I think we're going to see a lot, of, uh, a lot of fun games and these young guys really develop into something. I feel good about our chances this year. want to thank our sponsors, Labat Blue, Slocum Dixon, Pathfinder Bank, our producer, engineer, uh, Matt Page back in the studio, and T-Back Tim's over here uh, making sure that we sound real good. You'll have a podcast at KROCKCNY on Twitter and Facebook. You can subscribe on iTunes or Google Play to Comets Insider. Of course, we'll link it up on our SoundCloud as well. If you can't listen to us every Monday, you can stream us at KROCK.com and, of course, on the KROCK app. So we'll talk hockey every Monday. Come on down and join us here at the 72 Tavern. And last but not least, come down and watch at the 72 Tavern. We'll have players and coaches and everybody else down here. The last thing I wanted to point out, you can go to UticaComets.com or KROCK.com or our, all of our social medias, at UticaComets or at KROCKCNY, and all the details we covered earlier for FanFest, which is this Saturday preceding the second game of the year. The season starts on Friday. Stick taps. Thanks, Ashy. Wrap Thank it up. You. Go Comets!